morning is Matthew 2, 1 to 12. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. And after listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, church. What a beautiful privilege to be here in this second Sunday of Christmas. Let's start with a word of prayer. Thank you, Lord, for your word. We recognize that you gave it for our edification, you gave it for our correction, you gave it for, for, you gave it for our training in righteousness. You gave it to understand the way of salvation. And it's our prayer that by your spirit, your word will do all these things by faith. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, Christmas is over. It's time to take down the Christmas tree and to put the decorations away. And after two weeks... We are all almost bored of lights, the carols, the cookies, the food, and we are still we are starting to think about go back to normal and to go back to the same way that we have be before Christmas, right? The holidays are over. Life goes on. And we have to get up early again to prepare the children's lunch boxes, to drive to work, to take the children to school, swimming lessons, music, soccer. The party is over for us. And it's time to plan for the rest of the year. But the same is true of almost all people who witnessed the birth of Jesus. After two years, they were back to normal, only 
The wise men from the Far East were still looking and asking for a newborn king. They were asking, where is the Christmas party? And that's what we read in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. If you go with me and we read the first two verses of Matthew chapter 2, it says, Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is the where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Almost two years had passed since the birth of Jesus. The first Christmas had already passed. Not two weeks, two years. I don't think... Anyone was thinking much about the angels, the stable, the baby king, Mary, or Joseph anymore. By then, everyone had returned to their normal lives. The Holy Family had made, had made their home in Bethlehem, and the angelic apparitions had ceased. But even though they were all back to their daily routines. The king was among them. And the wise men were looking for him. You see, probably for the wise men, the journey had begun long, long ago. But this did not stop them from their search. And the only sign they had was a star that had appeared in the sky, which announced the birth of the king of the Jews, whom they came to worship. Notice that we do not know much about them. In the passage, there are no names or specific information about them. They were men from the east, probably from Persia. Delegates from one or more nations who were expecting the Messiah, the Messiah King, to worship him. Probably they were influential men of learning and authority. Probably they were the skilled scientists of their day. Probably they were skilled in philosophy, science, and astrology, but none of these is in the scriptures. It's worth noting that these men were Gentiles, outsiders, not from the chosen people of God, and they knew very, very little of what had happened a couple of years ago related to the birth of Jesus. Still, they were there and were not willing, after having traveled so far, to go back without answers. To go back without worshiping the King of Kings. 
So again, the question that brought them so far was, where is he? Where is the new king born? And this is a question everyone should ask themselves after Christmas. Our life should not go on as if nothing had happened. The king is born. And the king is present. The king is in our midst. How do we respond to this truth? We can do it as Herod did, or the city of Jerusalem, or like the chief priest and scribes, or we can do it like these unknown and avid seekers of truth, the wise men from the East. Notice what it says in the following verses, verses 3 to 6, if you go with me. To chapter 2, again, verses 3 to 6 says, When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. And all Jerusalem with him. In verse 4, And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And they told him, In Bethlehem, of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. In verse 6, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. Far from you shall come, for from you, I'm sorry, shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. So let's talk a bit about these characters that we found in this part of the story. Start with Herod. The Bible tells us that Herod was troubled. Why was Herod worried? Well, this Herod was called Herod the Great. He was a despicable tyrant who murdered many members of his own family, including his favorite wife, and he had ten. He also murdered his wife's grand grandfather and brother and some of his own children. Augustus Caesar said once, I prefer to be Herod's pig than Herod's son. Yet, even being a powerful man, he felt threatened by the reports of a child king being born during that time. And this is why Herod's hand did not tremble to kill the children, the kill, to kill the children of Bethlehem. We're reading in verses 7 and 8, Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. 
uh, he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. Herod did not want to worship anybody. Herod's interest was only one, his power and his position. That's all. But the people of Jerusalem were troubled as well. Remember the verse? When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled in all Jerusalem. And all Jerusalem with him. Why they were troubled? Why the people of Jerusalem were troubled? Well, the people of Jerusalem were troubled because of Herod. They thought, oh no, the Messiah, not now. With this crazy king, mm -mm. that means trouble with the Romans. That could mean war. That could mean persecution. That could mean murders. That could mean children dying. That could mean disruption to their way of life. They were very comfortable. The people of Jerusalem were more interested in being at peace with their earthly king than in the promised Messiah. But not only Herod was troubled or Jerusalem. There was a third group. The chief priests and the scribes were there as well. But, but the chief priests and the scribes were indifferent. Why they were indifferent? Well, they didn't want a king to come as Jesus had come. The humble arrival of the newborn king did not match their beliefs nor their expectations. Most of them were comfortable with the king they already had, even if he was a very, very bad king. They had the comfort and luxuries they needed. They had the religion system that gave them power and status. This Herod the Great was the one who built the temple at Jerusalem. They were happy with that. So the rest was not important for them. They were indifferent to what was happening. They knew where to look in their Bibles to find the prophecy of the Messiah. Probably almost instantly by memory they answered to Herod in Bethlehem. In the land of Judah, they give the address. They knew where to find a newborn king. Because it's written, from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. 
They knew the scripture from cover to cover. But they were unwilling to go to Bethlehem to worship the newborn king. They did not care at all. Let's take a look to the last group, to the wise men. Go with me and read from verse 9 to verse 12. Let's read it very carefully. It says, And after listening to the king, they went on their way. Not others' way. Their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. Wow. Verse 10. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. I don't know how to explain that, but that's what it says. Rejoice exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by Another way. Notice that even though they now have a specific direction, directions from the Holy Scriptures about the place which, which was the only way they could have found Jesus through the Scriptures. And by the way, is the only way we can find as well Jesus through the Scriptures. It says that the star appeared again to guide them. Apparent, apparently, the wise men did not expect the supernatural sign to appear again. But the scriptures in verse 10, 10 tells us that they, when they saw the star again, they rejoiced with exceedingly, you remember, great joy. They had searched and asked faithfully and done all they, can do, they could do. And now they continued on. And God honored their effort. He met their need and pointed them into the right direction through the Holy Scriptures and through the star. It's worth noting that only the wise man went to search the newborn king. Imagine that. Bethlehem was eight kilometers from Jerusalem. It's like going from here to Timberley. Very close. Eight kilometers. And nobody else went with them. No one was interested on 
the new king. Christmas was over for everybody. But not for the wise men. It amazed me how God meets the needs of those who faithfully search, continue, and refuse to quit on their quest, looking for the Savior. In the Dominican Republic this past year, I was walking by the beach, and I saw a guy looking up at a tree. I stopped and asked him what he was looking at, and he told me he was looking at a bird. As I looked up, there was the bird there, but I noticed that he was listening to Christian music on his cell phone. So I asked him if he was a Christian. He looked at me and started crying. He said to me, no, I'm not a Christian. But listening to Christian music gives me peace. And then he said he wanted to know more about God. Imagine what a coincidence. Well, divine coincidence. I was there, a pastor from far away, talking about Jesus in Spanish with someone who was looking for him. We talked more, and in the end I knew, as I knew that I would not be with him for a long time, I offered him a Bible. When I went to buy it in the only and the smallest bookstore that I had ever been, I bought, I bought him the only Bible that they had. A big, big, and massive Bible study. <laughs> Never before have I seen someone with such a desire to know more about Jesus than these young men. His Bible is more underlined, marked, and written than any I've ever seen. This young man found Jesus and continues to worship him, worship him with the way he lives. There in the Dominican Republic. And all started with the singing of a bird on a tree. A little star appeared to guide these young men to Jesus. God honors those who faithfully search and refuse to quit. That's what Deuteronomy chapter 4, 29 says. But from there you will seek me, the Lord your God, and you will find me. Isaiah 55 says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. 
Jeremiah 29, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Dear friends, the purpose of Christmas is to find and to worship. The wise men found the born king in a house. They probably expected this baby to be the son of a, of a monarch with a splendor and wealth. But despite what they saw, they gave him worship. They gave him gift. My dear friends, Christmas is over, but the king is among us now. Not only that, we are from the other side of history and know what this humble king did for us. He came to seek and save the lost. For God so loved the humble king. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. For unto us a child is born, a son is given. And of the increase of his government and peace there shall be. No end. Jesus the King is among us. How are we going to worship and honor him? Not just at Christmas, but for the rest of 2023. Are we like Herod preoccupied with power and position? Or like the people of Jerusalem, are we more interested in our comfort and worried about what the world will think about us? Or like the religious people of Jerusalem, asking for a king that was convenient? Invitation comes from the scriptures. First Chronicles 16 says, Scribe glory to the Lord, the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Psalm 95 invites us, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. The invitation this morning is, yes, next Sunday, it's not going to be there. Or that, or that, or that. Think about the ways that you are going to worship the king this 2023. Let's pray.
Thank you, Lord, for your word. And thank you for the exhortation that comes from it. We ask that you will keep this word in our hearts for the rest of this year. We will not forget that once we found you, we must continue worshiping you. The gift that you have gave us, Lord. Help us to follow the example of these wise men that travel, they leave their comfort. They didn't care about what her could do to them. They just listen and obey and worship the king. Give us the same heart, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.